Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Untying the Knot on everything single motherhood and divorce. I'm Britt. And I'm Hannah. And if you desire more purpose in your life and you are ready to kick that past baggage to the curb and discover what is keeping you stuck so you can get unstuck, then you're in the right place. Let's chat. Hey guys, it's Hannah here, and I got my girl Britt. Say hello. Hey, hey. You guys, if only you could see us. This <laughs> is, this oh, is the best. Um, if, so I'm sure you, you know at this point, Britt is pregnant. And Britt, why don't you, just really quick, why don't you tell them a little bit about what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> guys, you can't see. Hannah and I are on recording. We're on Riverside. And so she can see the video. I warned her. I was like, listen, like, so like full disclosure, I'm like 11, I'm like 11 weeks, 11 and a half weeks pregnant. And I told Hannah, I was like, yo, like I'm ready to do this. Thank God you're taking the reins on tonight's like chat because I'm currently laying in bed. I was like, it mid throw up before I like laid down here. So if any women out there can, that have had kiddos, maybe you're pregnant, you can feel that struggle in the first <laughs> trimester because the struggle bus is real over here. So like you real. can do a podcast from virtually <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> literally, she's literally laying down in bed. You guys, is mm-hmm. this bed or yep. is, this, is this your couch? Oh, no, this is bed. This is bed. Because I will be going to bed after this recording. I'll be putting on uh, Housewives of New Jersey and falling asleep. (laughs) That's hilarious. So a couple things. This shows Britt's commitment to our podcast and to you guys. And we are actually recording this. So this episode, that when you're listening to it, if you're listening to it the day it comes out on June 21st, we're literally recording it. We're literally recording this like 12 hours before it's going to be published um, yes. because we had some te- technical difficulties with the other one and we had to had to redo it. So, But honestly, um, I think that I, it was also, I feel like it's the universe's plan because we've been talking a lot about like all of our episodes where we get super vulnerable with our stories um, have done so well and it just goes to show that like vulnerability is key and that's how you connect and that's how you build community and what we're going to talk about tonight is a vulnerable piece of your story so I just feel like it just it worked out for the better you know it really did work out yeah because we were talking like so so Brit has recorded we've had two episodes now really about Brit's story like you know choosing to leave her husband and then what happened after and all that. And we were talking like, you know, I think, I think I should share my story now, or at least pieces of it. You know, we all have so many parts of our story. Um, And so when this, when the episode that was supposed to come out this week didn't work out, um, Britt was like, do you just want to talk about your story? And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let's do it. So that's what we're doing today. And let's do it. And I, uh, I asked on my Instagram, um, I know, Britt, you shared it and asked on your Instagram, too, like, what part of the story do you want to hear? <laughs> and a lot of people said, it seemed seemed like a lot of people want to know everything, which it's like, yeah, okay, understandable. Uh, but People are newsy. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we also are trying to keep our episodes 20, 25 minutes. So 
probably not going to tell everything in one episode, but I thought a good place to start would be kind of when, because my relationship, like, it wasn't that either one of us were like, okay, it's over, we've broken up, or like, you know, we weren't married, so it wasn't like one of us saying, I want a divorce. It was, um, it kind of was a very long progression of um, circumstances, events. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of thought maybe starting with like when I realized that our relationship was like going down <laughs> was on the downhill. And something to note is, you know, if if you've been following along for a while, you know that I had Amberly when just only three days before my 19th birthday. So I was young to say the least. <laughs> Amberly's dad um, is three years older than me. So Oh, I didn't when, realize that, that there was an age difference between the two yeah, of you. Yeah, so when, um, so he was, how old was he when she was born? Was he 21? I think he was almost 22, something yeah, like that. that. Sound, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, yeah, because I, I was just about to turn 19, so he would have been close to 22. So anyhow. Yeah. Um, and our relationship ended within, like, right before her first birthday. So we were 20 and 23. So young, to say the least. We started dating when I was 17 in high school. Um, he was 20. And so that's, you know, some people find that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Dramatic or controversial that he was an adult. An adult. I don't know. But, yeah. um, but so we were young. My point in all that is that we were really young, which had a lot to do with our communication and a lot to do with how the relationship ended. Um, but it first started. So it, it first, I, I remember one of our first big fights was when Amberly was a little over nine months old and we had actually spent the last two months before that, not preventing pregnancy. And I remember like being, really like because i wanted my kids to be close in age together um so i remember like after two months of not getting pregnant when we weren't like preventing um i was like that's weird why am i not getting pregnant now i've had two unplanned pregnancies and the one time that i'm like you know would be okay and excited truly for a pregnancy like it's not happening and looking back it's like the universe god was protecting me from making a separation yeah. even more difficult, you know, than, yeah. than it was. So our first big fight, Amberly, I mean, not our first big fight, but like the, the one that I look back on and realize that like, this was the beginning of the end was she was just over nine months old. And I don't even remember exactly what the fight was about, but I remember calling my mom. My parents lived three hours away. And I remember calling my mom, telling her that, um, I just, I, I couldn't do it anymore. I didn't want to live with him. Like, cause we had had, we had been having arguments and fights, but that was the first one that was like, I don't want to be in this relationship relationship anymore. I can't do this. Um, and how long started, have you got, had you lived together at this point? So we had lived together for like a year and a half. Okay. Wow. So. so a significant amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, cause I lived with him pretty much my entire pregnancy. I moved in right after I found out I was pregnant and I found out at like literally four weeks or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and Amberly was almost 10 months old. So right around a year and a half, we had been living mm-hmm. together 
And so we had been together for like two and a half years or so at that point. Okay. Um, so, so I called my mom and she, again, she lived three hours away. She started driving out to me like immediately to pick me oh. up essentially. And, oh, sorry, my dog is barking. <laughs> <laughs> that's the the pros of uh my garage office is she's hanging out in here with me but <laughs> my someone drove by and she heard him so she barked naturally um, naturally <laughs> anyway um so she starts driving she's about 30 minutes into the drive and maybe even a little more than that an hour i don't know um and i call her and i'm like I overreacted like this isn't really what I want like I'm sorry I hope you're not too far like you can go back home like we're gonna work this out it's gonna be okay and she was like no like I'm still gonna drive out there and you know I'll take you to lunch or something and you know then you can just talk if you just need to talk things out and I was like okay so that's what she did she came she drove three hours to take me to lunch um, and we went Amberly and I went to lunch with her and we just kind of hung out and, you know, just chatted and then she went back home. Um, and then two months later, um, wait, can I ask you a question? Yeah. So in that time frame, like, I'm curious, like, I don't know if you can remember this, but if you can put yourself back in that mindset, were you telling yourself, like, after you called your mom, were you telling yourself, like, leading up to calling her, were you saying like, I'm being ridiculous? Like, this is so silly. Like, why am I like, I'm being dramatic. Like, were you totally, yeah, totally. I was very much so like, like this is, this is, bef so I called her and asked her to come out and then, you know, I don't even remember what our conversation was, but I'm sure there was some, you know, manipulation or gaslighting. Because then when I called her again, yeah. I was like, I'm like overreacting. Like I'm being like this, like this is crazy. Like I'm whatever, you know, all those things that you can, that you, that you yeah. feel. That's signs of trauma <laughs> bonding. That's why I yeah. asked because like they, even if they, he hadn't even said anything to you, like in that time frame, he has done it repeatedly, like complex trauma over and over and over again, that you then do that to yourself automatically to pull yourself back in. Like he's essentially trained you. So he yeah. doesn't have to do that work anymore. And you're just automatically going to go back to him because he's, he's done yeah. it enough times to you, the training. And maybe that's why, like, I don't even remember there being a conversation because I did it to myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> um, typical. That's why I asked. Yeah. 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 So so that happens and then it's like another month or so later, two months later, um, this is right before Christmas now, we get in another fight and again, I can't remember if he officially said that he didn't want to be in the relationship or if I did, I don't remember, but one way or another, we went back home and I didn't talk to, I didn't talk to him for, I think it had to have been a couple days and then you know, I started getting text messages on like, you know, I miss Amberly, I miss you. Um, I really want to work things out. Like, I want this to be better. Um, and, you know, I wanted the same thing. Like, I, 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 my like, honestly, my like worst nightmare was Amberly 
growing up with her parents separated. Like I wanted us yeah. to be together. I wanted her to have her mom and her dad because, you know, I grew up without that. So I wanted right. her to, I wanted her to have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so after a few weeks of like talking and like, you know, feeling like, I felt like we had come to a po- point of like understanding, like kind of where each other was coming from and okay, I'm going to work on this and you're going to work on that. Um, okay. So like, let's, let's get back together and like make it work. And so Christmas Eve, no, actually that, this was another dramatic event. Um, I was, but that's like go- also manipulation too, right there, because like he's, he's hit, he's saying all the things that you've wanted to hear. Like he's love bombing you. Like he's saying everything that you wanted to hear. I mean, chances are, obviously you're going to continue the story, but I would be (laughs) safe bet that he didn't follow through on any of his end of the bargain. So proceed. um, (laughs) (laughs) So we get back home and, or get back, you know, with, get back with him. He comes and picks us up, uh, go back, go back home to his house. And, it was so this was christmas eve or christmas day that he picked us up and new year's eve so i'm only 20 still at this point i can't go out and do anything fun for new year's eve um and he decides he's gonna go out after like one of the things we had just talked about was he was going out all the time like getting drunk and like drinking going out often um and i didn't want that for my family like and and it wasn't even like a never thing. It was just like, not every weekend, <laughs> like, you know, let's find some balance here. Um, and so literally like a week later, he was like, okay, I'm going out with blah, 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 all these people. And I was like, oh, um, okay. And again, I can't remember exactly what the conversation was, but it was something along. I remember at some point saying like, I thought we were working on our relationship. Like I thought we were doing these and it you know again i was 20 i was young who knows how it came out i was very defensive i had been you know betrayed multiple times i had very little trust for him so um you know who knows how it came out exactly but one way or another i said something along the lines of you know i thought we were working on our relationship i thought we were focusing on us and he said well we're not even back together and i was like I was like, what do you mean we're not back together? Why did I come back here? Like, why did, what? What have we been doing? (laughs) What have we been doing? And he was like, yeah, no, we're not together. And at this point, I'm like, you know, so confused, super embarrassed, like not willing to call my parents and say, hey, just kidding. Actually, like, I do want to be home, you know? So Mm -hmm. we're living with his, uh, his, uh, dad and stepmom and his brother's living there too and i'm just like i don't know what to do at this point so i'm like okay i'm just gonna like do everything i can to try to get us back together i guess i thought we were together but then we weren't so that's what i did like i spent the next couple months just like trying to like be my best and be the best mom i could be and i was working and you know, just trying to like do all the right things to like be the person that he wanted. Um, And then, you know, there was one point where like I thought things were good and I thought we were like back together or like gonna get back together. 
but this whole time we're living together, right? Like, like we're right. still like it still looks like we're together. Like everything's normal, like on the outside. I don't honestly. I like I don't even think my parents knew at the time that we weren't technically, technically together, mm-hmm. and I think that was just you know I don't know. I don't want to assume anything. So, who knows why he wanted it that way? But there's probably reasons that you know he had. <laughs> so, yeah. so we um, so we go on like this for. Um, a few months and then it was, then it was like, was it May or June or something like that? So this is like six months now. Um, and he starts like, he's gone all the time. Like he would go to work and literally be gone like from sunrise to sunset. And after like a week of this happening, I was like, what's going on? Like, don't you want to see Amberly? Like, why is, why are you gone all the time? Like, what's happening? And he was like, Oh, I started seeing someone. I was just going to say that. I was like, I bet you he's cheating on you or whatever. I'm probably sure in his mind, it's not cheating because you weren't together, but it's cheating. (laughs) Right. I mean, we were living together, literally sharing a same bed. I mean, he told you to come back with you to work it out. Like what else is that supposed to mean? (laughs) Exactly. And so I was like, okay, that's a little weird. Um, but okay. And so then, and and at this point, actually, well, it had been maybe a month or two before, um, his dad and stepmom decided to move back to Oregon where they were all from and he wanted to go, his brother wanted to go. And I was like, okay, well, I want Amberly to have a relationship with you. Like that is the most important thing. The most important thing was for Amberly to have a relationship with him. Like that was crucial to me. And so I was like, okay, we'll move with you. Like not together. Like I was going to be living with his mom and stepdad. Like, you know, (laughs) it was very much, I had, I can't even tell you, I can't even tell you how many people, especially on his side of the family said like, I never, you are being, much more giving, much more generous than I would be. Like I would never do what you're doing, which literally I did end up moving to Oregon, lived with his mom and stepdad while he was with his new girlfriend that he had started dating, but down in Arizona that moved up with him. And it just, that was the, so what finally, finally like a hundred percent ended it for me where I like gave up trying to, I guess win him back, honestly, is what I was trying to doing. I, I, I was yeah. trying to do. I was trying to get back together because I didn't want Amberly to have her, um, her, her parents split up. Like that was, it was so important to me <laughs> that she had a good relationship. Like I wanted her to be a daddy's girl more than anything mm-hmm. in the world. Like that was my dream. So, um, but so what finally like made me like give up on like trying to keep the family together was when he spent, when he told me that he had been dating someone and he was gone from sun up to sundown. And so it was that first week when I asked him about it and he told me that he was seeing someone. And then that went on for like another two or three weeks. And so at this point we know that we're moving to Oregon. Um, and I was actually going to be going up a little bit, uh, earlier than them, like a couple weeks earlier than he was. So, then I, w- then I got upset that, 
like he knew he already wasn't going to see Amberly for a few weeks because we were going to move earlier. And like before those three weeks, he was gone all day. And I'm like, is, Mm -hmm. is your relationship with her not important? Like, why does Mm -hmm. it feel like it's more important to me than it is to you? And so that was my moment. That was when in my mind, like it was officially over. And I was like, okay, I'm a single mom now. And I don't know what that means. And I don't know any single moms and I've never known a single mom. And I don't know how to do this. And (laughs) how am I going to survive? Like all those questions of, Mm -hmm. you know, how do I get help? Or like, who's going to hire me if I don't have anyone to watch Amberly? Or how am I going to afford childcare? Or, you know, all these things, all these things going on in my mind. Um, And yeah, I mean, I guess that was a, I guess that was like a, a clarity moment. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely that moment of like, okay, this is, this is what I'm doing now. Like, I got to go figure it out. And, you know, I knew I was moving. Okay, so I know we aren't carpenters, but we're going to get you a toolbox of self-love. Do you desire more purpose in your life? Are you done allowing your past baggage to affect your present and your future? Do you want to discover what is keeping you stuck so you can get unstuck? When you're ready to step into full alignment with who you're truly meant to be, go follow Glowing with Growth Retreat on Instagram. I still did move to, still did move to Oregon, lived with his mom and stepdad, and um, it was absolutely impossible to find a job. Like, I could not find a job at all whatsoever. There were no jobs available anywhere, um, and so then what? Then what happened? is I got really, really sick, really sick. And I like, I literally lost like 15 pounds. Um, I could barely take care of Amberly. And at the time his, his parent, his mom and stepdad were, uh, were camping. So I was alone at the house and literally had no one to help me. Like I was absolutely like helpless and hopeless and miserable. And I was like, I just need to go home just to like get some help for a couple weeks while or a week or whatever until I feel better. Cause I mean, it had gone on for a couple weeks at that point. So I thought like something was wrong. So I was like, I just need to go home until I feel better and just keep applying for jobs, like get in the right mindset. Cause I was not in a good mind space whatsoever. Um, keep applying for jobs and you know, then, then go back up there and find a place to live and get my job and do all that. Um, and when I got, after being home for about a week, um, I ended up realizing that like I was, I was almost immediately, the sickness went away and I realized it was because of like the stress and the mm-hmm. everything. I was just going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Everything I was going through in Oregon, um, was just wreaking havoc on my body. And mm-hmm. I got home and I had my mom who like literally took care of me for like the one day that I was sick, um, took care of Amberly. Like I didn't have to worry about anything. Like I had my sisters playing with her. Um, and I just had this moment. This was like another moment of clarity where I realized like, I, I just need to be home. Like this is all those questions of how am I going to do this? How is this going to happen? How am I, you know, all those unknowns. It was like, the, the only way to to make all of this happen 
um, was to be home. And, mm -hmm. you know, I hadn't had much and I, I tried. And so then that was that's quite, quite a controversial thing is I tried telling him like I tried calling him and texting him and letting him know that, um, you know, we weren't going to be coming back to Oregon. And it was like two weeks later um, that he finally called me asking, when are you coming back? And I was like, <laughs> did you not see my did you not see my other messages? Like, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess that's that's kind of into a little bit the beginning of my single mom single mom journey. But you honestly, know. that's I. It's not unfortunately. It's not the first time I've heard from other women that have been in like narcissistic abusive relationships that they where the guy begs them to come back and you say it's like hey like we'll fix this fix that clearly does not hold up at their end of the bargain and then meet somebody else at the drop of a hat and from like a lot of the books like um that i've read about that it's their way of keeping you as their narcissistic supply because essentially they've done a lot of work to get you to that point yeah. to manipulate to you to berate you and to just get you to deal with their crap essentially yep. and they're keeping you around until they can jump to the next supply and that's, and they'll drop you like a, like a hot potato basically, yep. regardless of whether you have a kid together or not. Um, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's a very common thing in these types of, um, abusive relationships. Well, and that is, that's exactly what happened because he was like, you know, I was kind of being drug along a little bit, like it'd be good for a couple of weeks and then, you know, mm. not good for a couple weeks and then good for a couple weeks. Um, and what's funny, you know, as I'm thinking about this now, the, 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 the whole timeline that I've just shared in his mind, we were only actually together for like one month of these, like eight months mm. <laughs> or something. Um, of course. And, you know, but I guess for me, it felt like if you're, that's why I've always like kind of been unsure of when to say how long I've been a single mom because it's like to some people I was single like six months before I was actually like alone you know so right it's I've always just determined it as you know June 2013 is when like that's when I was done that's when I had stopped trying that's when you yeah. know I felt like he really like the the back and forth ended at that point when he started seeing this this new girl so um, and that's yeah. also, and that's also like the, I'm, and I'm very, I'm not surprised at all that he, when he reached back out to you, it's as if, as if those messages never happened, because that's also a classic narcissistic thing to do because he's used to you just coming back, like, because yeah. he's so used to it. And cause you've done that in the past, you've done that in the past, no matter what has happened, no matter how vile things have gotten, no matter the, whatever he said to you or berated you, I'm sure that, mm. you know, you've kind of turned around and you've been like, you know what, I'm being crazy. So like yeah. in his mind, he's like, I've manipulated her enough that like, I'm just going to reach like, I'm, I don't need to like address these messages. I'm just going to reach back out. And she's probably just gonna be like, I was crazy. Of course I'll come back. And good for you that you, you know, especially at such a young age. I mean, I didn't yeah. have like, I didn't have my come to clarity moment until I was in my thirties. So like, good for you that like at such a young age that, you know, you f did get to that point and you allowed yourself to, s you essentially stood up for yourself and yeah. you said no, no more. And like, 
whether or not you said that to him directly, like you taking that stance and I, it's called the gray rock method, but like you taking that stance and saying no, like no more is you literally breaking the cycle and, and refusing to put yourself and essentially down the road, it would have been your daughter through that type of abuse. Yeah. Well, and that's the hard part, you know, like every, you, you hear about generational cycles and breaking generational cycles and everything. And, um, me like saying no, that was breaking the generational cycle for Amberly from his yep. side, you know, mm-hmm. and I've, you know, been working on my own stuff, breaking other generational cycles, but you know, it's just, we have so much power in our actions, um, mm-hmm. that we, that we don't realize that the things that we do and the things that we say can be really super powerful. Um, absolutely, you know, depending on, depending on what you do and how you do it. And I know I have just always, always put Amberly first. I've always thought, what does she need? What's going to be best for her? Like, and that has made some people really unhappy at times because it's not what they want. Um, and that's unfortunate, (laughs) you know, like for them. Right. And, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's been, it's been a journey. And if you're listening and if you, um, have gone through narcissistic, you know, gone through a narcissistic relationship, or I think I talked about this on last week's episode, actually, I think I said like, you know, there are narcissistic personality like traits, and then there are like full blown narcissists and, and it's, it's hard to actually officially have someone diagnosed because the narcissist would have to go to a a psychologist (laughs) themselves and they're never going to do that. (laughs) So it's hard to personality disorder. Yeah. There's an actual personality disorder. So if you resonate to any of the things that, you know, we've shared, especially this episode, last episode, like there are a lot of things that we shared that are, um, you know, traits that narcissists have or people that have narcissistic traits. (laughs) Um, just know like you're not alone. You're not crazy. I think that's one of our, our biggest, our biggest, uh, like goals here and passions here is to make sure that you just make sure that you feel like as part of a community, like make sure you know that what you're going through is not normal. And that was something else I said recently. Like I didn't realize that the back and forth and the relationship and the, I mean, the, the, (laughs) how many times, like, you know, I found out about cheating, like you just don't realize that that's not normal until you like see something else, you know? So yeah, your that's... feelings are valid. Your feelings are valid. And I, I, I can't say it enough. Like there's so many times that I could go back to myself and, and when I had those same kind of feelings, like, oh, is this normal? If you are questioning the behavior of an under, another individual, if you are having to Google the yeah. behavior of another individual, let me tell you right now, sister, it is not normal. I will mm-hmm. save you the heartache of going through many Google pages to try and self. It is not normal. Find a safe place. Find a safe person to talk to about this. That is a, you know, that you feel comfortable and get yourself out of there and get to yeah. safety because 
breaking that gen- whether like breaking that generational curse, especially for like you having a daughter, like you don't want her to see that type of love and think yep. that that's what normal love is because that's going to get her into the same type of relationship. And like on my end, my whole thing was bra- about breaking the cycle was I didn't want Jack to learn that that is how you treat women. Yeah. So like, it's, you know, like get yourself out of there, get yourself safe. And I know it's scary. Like, and, and Hannah put a beautiful point to it. Like, I think a lot of the times where you knew you had to leave, you were scared. You were scared of the unknown. But let me tell you, both of us are on the other side. The unknown is a hell of a lot better than staying in a place where you are made to feel that you are worthless. Yeah. Well, and those feelings of feel, feeling worthless and feeling like nobody cares and like wondering, like, what am I doing wrong? Or like if, if you're constantly thinking that you need to change or you need to do something better, like if you know your actions, if you are genuinely being a shitty person, then yeah, you know, you can recognize that. But like if you just want someone to say nice things to you sometimes, or if you just want someone to, you know, put you or your relationship first sometimes like those are normal things to want in a relationship and you're not crazy and you deserve that you deserve that love and that mm-hmm. recognition so amen well. amen amen cray cray well anywho i hope you guys enjoyed that <laughs> and... i hope you, yeah i mean i i hope you enjoyed it and just know like we keep saying you're not alone if and if you are in this situation and you don't know how reach out to one of us like if you don't have anywhere where you feel like is a safe space to talk to anybody about it or you feel super alone i mean the two of us have been through the ringer and we there's no judgment zone here so if if you don't have anybody to reach out to let us be that person for you um and, yeah, and either DM us, uh, DM us and, you know, we're here to help. Um, I don't ever want any, I say women because that's majority of the people that listen to our podcast, but I don't want anybody to feel that they're, they got no life raft. Like we can yeah. be that life raft for you if you, if you need that. Um, so. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. All right. Well, thanks for letting me talk my head off today, Britt. And, uh, <laughs> I loved it. I learned, I learned new things about you. So it's, all, it's good stuff. I know, right? Well, I hope you uh, I hope you feel better, and I hope you fall asleep quick. <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to have some of my jar of peanut butters next to me, get <laughs> some protein in me so I can fall asleep, and uh, yeah, to oh Real Housewives. <laughs> That's, That's hilarious. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. All right. Peace. Well, thanks for chatting with us today, you guys. It was such a great episode. Uh, But before we go, Britt, you said we had a listener question. Uh, Yeah. How can they support the podcast? Well, that's a great question. Uh, To help us grow our community and impact others' lives, you can leave us a tip. You can review, subscribe, or share with a friend. And when you're ready to step into full alignment in every area of your life, with who you're truly meant to be, uh, go follow Glowing With Growth Retreat on Instagram.